Hey, did you call out a TikTok pharmacist the other day? Maybe. You got to stop doing this. People get heated. He said Adderall was like the most addictive medicine out there. Well, that's just wrong. I know. And then I made a video and people were like, I'm addicted to Adderall. It looks like we need to discuss this just a bit. Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Dr. Mirza. I am board certified in addiction medicine, and we're going to talk a little bit about the definitions and the words that we use when we're talking about addiction and substances, and it'll clear up a lot of confusion, hopefully, that's out there, and how some of these words are misused. One of the big changes occurred in 2013 with the DSM-5, and it changed a lot of the words around substance use. We went away from the word addiction and use and abuse, and we started to use words like substance use disorder, and we quantified it on a mild to moderate to severe range. One of the first words that's out there is misuse, and misuse is often used when we're describing over-the-counter or prescription medications, and a lot of it comes down to the intent of the use and how it's being used. Misuse is used to describe using a substance in any way, shape, or form that is different from how it's prescribed. The thing that's important to understand with it is that it doesn't always have to be a negative intention. People will often say is when we're talking about stuff like sleeper medications, and they may take a medication and they may have trouble still with sleeping, and then a couple hours later they're like, let me just take another one. If we have a day and that we forget to take it, you know, for whatever medication it can be, that is, again, by definition, misuse of the medication because we're not taking it daily. The next word to define is abuse. And this is one of the things that was removed from the DSM. So it's the intentional misuse of a substance with the intention of eliciting an emotion, a sensation, or potentially even harm. These things are often episodic. And there's also an element of control, right? So it may be a moment of abusing or using a substance. And then we you know, have some time off and then we come back to using it again. One of the other words that was removed was dependence. And dependence is defined as anything that is withdrawals when the substance is stopped. That there are physical and or psychological symptoms that occur. And these again are gonna be dependent on whatever the substance is. Every substance, every drug has very drug specific withdrawal symptoms. Dependence can be also mental or psychological. And these can involve emotional triggers, cravings, anxiety feelings, memories are associated with it as well. The other definition that's really important is tolerance. When we're talking about tolerance, what that means is that there is an increased need to achieve a similar or the same effect. An example of tolerance will be something when we're talking about cocaine or opioids. So when you start off using a substance like that, you may need a very small, small amount to have the desired effect. And what happens is in subsequent use is that more and more is needed in order to achieve that initial rush or that initial feeling. And this is what's called chasing the dragon because you're never going to get back to the feeling that you have the first time, despite however much you take. And this is what causes a lot of the overdoses that can occur. The other word is addiction, and the word addiction has been replaced in the DSM-5 with, again, substance use disorders. Addiction is more so not necessarily the physical things that are there, the mental things that are there, but it's an umbrella kind of term, an all-encompassing kind of word that describes the behaviors that are associated with compulsive drug use despite harmful consequences that are there, including failure to meet social obligations, school or work obligations, 
and family or interpersonal obligations. There's a lot of factors that are involved with addiction. Right? Biological factors, psychological factors, social factors are there. When we're also describing addiction, we need to have demonstrated tolerance and or withdrawal symptoms. The other aspect of things that's important to understand is rebound effect. So the rebound effect is something that happens with certain medications. So essentially you use a medication or a substance in order to treat a certain symptom and these are supposed to be time limited so that what happens is that when you stop using that substance or medication, those symptoms that you we were hoping to treat come back and sometimes they can come back worse than before. So something like Afrin, Afrin is something that gets brought up a lot of times because you're only supposed to use it for two to three days and then stop because what happens is the nasal decongestion part that comes back stronger. This is also what we use when we're talking about stimulant rebound effects. So in the afternoon, people will describe being more irritable, loss of attention, focus, and they'll just be more distracted. Again, this is the rebound effect of that medication that was there kind of wearing off or coming out of the body. The last thing also then is something like a physiological need that's there, right? So there's certain medications or substances that are they're there in order to fulfill a absence or deficiency of a certain substance in the body right and the example that always gets thrown around is insulin so people will say things like oh you're saying that i'm addicted or i'm dependent on my insulin in order to live and it's like yes and no in a way right we're not using it it's not appropriate to use it in a sense of like addiction terms because that's fulfilling a physiological need in order for us to survive right and if we didn't have that if we didn't have the insulin right and people who are type 1 diabetics they will die they will not survive this brings us to the last kind of topic, quality of life versus life itself. One of the things that we hear when people are arguing like online or otherwise is people saying things like, I need my stimulant in order to live, right? I need this in order to survive. The reality is that you don't need the medication in order to live or to survive. What the medication does, it affects your quality of life, your ability to live your life in a successful or ideal way. There are people who have ADHD, they'll never take medication in their life, and they're not going to die because of that, right? And that's the really important thing. That's why that kind of argument that's there is not always a solid argument. This does not devalue the quality of your life. Your quality of life is important, right? And that's what all these kind of things are, right? Whether it's a substance or a medication or other things like that, when we're using these things, we're looking to affect and impact or positively affect our quality of life. All right, hopefully this discussion helps to clarify some of the words and language that we use around substances and addiction and medication and all these things, and we can get into a little bit less online arguments.